Hello. This week's poem is an anonymous lyric dating from the late Middle Ages called The Bridal Morn. I'd like to start off by just thinking a bit about the Middle Ages and their extraordinary appeal to subsequent periods and generations. In his book, Strange Landscape, A Journey Through the Middle Ages, Christopher Frayling mentions some ideas suggested by Umberto Eco, and he summarizes a conversation he had with Eco, where he pointed out that, and I quote, in every period, there's been an interest in the Middle Ages. In the Renaissance, the great poets returned to the themes of knightly sagas. Fervantes Don Quixote of the early 17th century told the story of a man who couldn't reconcile the real world with his love of medieval romances. In the Age of Reason, while philosophers were seemingly fighting the last battle against the Dark Ages, these same Dark Ages began to charm the aristocrats with the Gothic novel and early Romanticism. And thanks to such writers as Walter Scott, Alfred Tennyson and Victor Hugo, and the building restoration work of the period of the 19th century, a Middle Ages of its own was created. John Ruskin and the Pre-Raphaelites, for example, championed in theory and in practice by William Morris, turned away from the newly industrialised Victorian world where shoddy is king towards a medieval world of bright colours, myth and happy or unalienated craftspeople. There is a strong sense that the Middle Ages were the time when emotions and experience were intense, vivid and direct. This allowed a kind of childhood license to act spontaneously, laugh, cry, love and lament. And this perception of the Middle Ages is not simply a romantic notion. There's persuasive evidence that a socialising process began in the, middle, in, in the middle of the Middle Ages, which would effectively regulate behaviour. This was required in part by the growth of capitalism and trade, which necessitated new rules of engagement as, uh, a, as a trade and contract between strangers replaced small community economies. What we often seek and find in the medieval world is a way of life close to nature and human instinct. Whether the bright side of that or the flip side of that experience. Poetry perhaps allows us a special insight into this lost world, the extent to which our idea of medieval characters has been shaped by Chaucer's Canterbury Tales is almost impossible to overstate, but the anonymous lyric poetry of the time is also a wonderful source of impressions. And so, for my little journey to the Middle Ages, uh, I've chosen a poem, this poem called The Bridal Morn, and this is an example of what I'm thinking about. The Bridal Morn. The maidens came when I was in my mother's bower. I had all that I would. The bailey beareth the bell away. The lily, the rose, the rose I lay. The silver is white, red is the gold. The robes they lay in fold. 
The bailey beareth the bell away, The lily, the rose, the rose I lay. And through the glass windows shines the sun, How should I love, and I so young? The bailey beareth the bell away, The lily, the rose, the rose I lay. The setting is a bower, a woman's private room, and we deduce this is the daughter of a fairly wealthy family, one that could afford glass windows. It could well be a castle. That depends a bit on how we interpret the word bailey, something I'll come to later. The lyrical refrain, the lily, the rose, the rose I lay, has a sing-song, almost nursery rhyme quality and causes a sense of colour, amplified by the references to silver, white, red, and gold. Perhaps she's laying the rose down on a surface as she reflects on her coming marriage. We can only guess at the possible sexual allusions in the poem. A bailey was either a type of wall, a line of defence, or it could be a person, an official. I'm inclined to the former, and I imagine the bell is on the outer wall and it's the sound that is carried away rather than someone physically taking a bell away. If the wall is a defence, it could be associated with virginity, and the light entering through the window also admits of this imagery. It's been pointed out that the phrase, how should I love an I so young, could express either anxiety or excited anticipation. The nursery rhyme is made more haunting when we consider that it was not unusual for girls to be married at the age of 12 at this time, although cohabitation was not usually common until 14. Daughters of good families were expected to be married by 16 at the latest. The maidens have presumably come to escort the girl to her wedding ceremony. It would be of no surprise if she's apprehensive. Medieval lyrics tend to stress generalities, shared knowledge and experience. Distant love, the passing of time, the joy of spring, the harshness of winter. But this poem stands out for me due to the very strong sense of an individual voice, a young person about to take her place in the adult world of her community. Not resisting, she knows what is to come will happen, but she reflects, I think, sadly, on her bridal morn, and through the refrain, perhaps, on the child that she will soon cease to be.